You're listening to a podcast from Washington Post Live, bringing the Post's newsroom to life on stage. Wisconsin Governor Tony Evers joins the Post to discuss the state's plan to speed up vaccine rollout and his vision for economic recovery in 2021. Let's listen. Good afternoon. I'm Jack Yalaman, anchor of the Washington Post early morning newsletter, Power Up. Today, I'm thrilled to introduce Wisconsin Governor Tony Evers. Thank you so much for joining us, Governor, to discuss how his state is tackling the coronavirus pandemic and moving full steam ahead with the vaccination rollout. Welcome to the Post Live. Uh, I hope you and your loved ones have been safe during this challenging year, Governor. And I just want to apologize in advance. If you hear a puppy barking or growling, it's the puppy, and I promise you it's not me. I want to get started right off the bat since we have such limited time. <laughs> I'll, I'll be ready. No problem. <laughs> this week, you signed a new executive order declaring a public health emergency in Wisconsin and extended the state's mask mandate. Thank you. Are you starting to see some control over the virus? Cases declined this week, but deaths are still high. Can you give us a status update? Sure, and uh, and again, I just have to tell you that uh, uh, the, the most recent public health emergency that we claimed uh, is uh, or uh, uh, adopted uh, is already in trouble. The Republican le legislature is looking to get rid of it next week, which has been a problem all along uh, in, in our state, and I can get into that later. The, the present situation is, yes, the number of cases seems to be declining, but we still have uh, we still have 5,600 people uh, from the state of Wisconsin that have, frankly, uh, left this world, and uh, we're very sad about that. And frankly, a lot of that happened because of our inability to mitigate uh, at, at the level we wanted to be. That said, um, I, I believe we're headed in the right direction, but of course, deaths are a lagging in indicator, and we anticipate that that number will continue to, to climb. Yeah, and I, I want to get right into what you just mentioned, which is that Republican lawmakers have been pushing to revoke this mask mandate. You've had law enforcement refusing to comply with it um, and average citizens refusing to comply with the mask mandate. I'm wondering how you ensure compliance when, you know, top elected officials in your state aren't even abiding by the science. Yeah, and that, that happened right from the get-go, uh, Jackie. In uh, in April or March of last year, uh, we we did a uh, safer at home order, and uh, and and uh, and we we attempted to uh, re-up it once to go through the month month of May, and uh, the Republicans and their allies on the Supreme Court blasted that away in in, in almost a nanosecond, which was very disconcerting because. We, we've shown that that initial safer at home order that lasted 30 days actually did save lives. But subsequent to that, every single order, attempt of order that we've done has been met with uh, either a lawsuit or a, a reduction or taking away from us from the uh, from the Republican legislature. So we've we've had trouble mitigating, but I will say we have worked hard on the issue of wearing a mask, having people wear a mask. We've worked hard on the issue of contact tracing and testing, things that we did have control over. And frankly, um, uh, a, a statewide poll this fall showed that over 60% of the people, even in uh, a very uh, Republican parts of the state and where sheriffs and others were refusing to mask up, uh, they, they, were, they were wearing masks. So I think we did, 
We had lots of public relations around that and public information data. But at the end of the day, we had a horrible outbreak in the fall, and uh, it's a, it was a direct result of our inability to uh, to mitigate in this state. And I just want to apologize to our viewers and let everyone know we have a bit of a delay, so hang in there with us on this um, connection. Um, but you know, I, I, I'm wondering if you've found. Um, a successful way to diffuse some of the politics from the science behind this policy. And if you could, I guess, shed any light on maybe some of your private conversations with the GOP legislators, because obviously you have been working together. I'm wondering if those private conversations mask the uh, match the public rhetoric when it comes to some of the COVID denialism that we're seeing. Well, Yes and yes and no, and I know that's a, a, a dumb answer. But frankly, the uh, our our ability, even when I talk to Republicans behind the scene, they say, "Well, I wear a mask, but I don't want to be in the position of enforcing that or uh, taking people's liberty away." Uh, my response is always, "Well, you're taking people's liberty away, and frankly, their lives in many cases if you don't if you don't wear a mask." So I, I haven't seen much on, on the backside in, the, in private to uh, give me any hope that it's going to change anytime soon. Uh, and, and they said right from the beginning that they had a plan. They've been, they've been uh, it's been 260 days since then, and they don't have one. Uh, so we've been focusing on, on what we could focus on, and those are things around contact tracing, testing, making sure that we have an encouraging situation uh, where uh, we really um, focus on wearing a mask, and to some extent, that that has worked. And like many officials who govern in a divided government, you have a, a some legislation potentially coming onto your desk soon. Um, so I wanted to get your take on you know these Republican lawmakers who have put forth a, a slate of bills to take over the vaccination rollout. Wisconsin has come under scrutiny for lagging behind other Midwestern states on distributing vaccinations. Um, but one of these bills that's gained some traction actually bans employers from requiring vaccines. Is this something that you plan to sign? And, and how are you uh, planning on speeding up the process? Well, the, the process probably won't speed up much because the bills that you're talking about are just introduced. Uh, they, you know, they, they went through one committee. They've got a long way to go. We, I actually met with the leadership of the Assembly and the Senate uh, several weeks ago on some COVID-19 uh, bills, and we meet, reached agreement on many, about 20 right now. And uh, and the Senate, uh, uh, they they went through and they they picked out the ones that we had agreed to. And so we actually reached agreement with the Republican Senate on some of these COVID-19 bills. Uh, then the assembly decided they didn't want to play ball, and now we're we're back to well, let's let's uh, legislature take over and and do some things that probably Evers won't sign anyway. So I, I haven't seen the bill. I, I've heard about it, and uh, but I I think uh, I think employers and especially uh, healthcare employers may want to require it. But that's that's we'll, we'll see if it gets to my desk and uh, I have a chance to review that. But. You know, they've had 260 days to get a bill to my desk and uh, haven't done it yet. And so I'm looking forward to some really realistic, good proposals. Um, so I'm, I'm still hopeful. And I'm wondering how much of the lag time you would attribute to 
some of the federal issues that we've been reporting on uh, and how much of that comes from potentially the lack of strategy from the federal government and from the Trump administration, especially as it's transitioning now to a new Biden administration. Yeah, well, you can't have the, the leader of the free world uh, for months and months and months, uh, uh, essentially ignoring the, the virus or uh, minimizing it or telling it's a hoax and you know vacillating all over the place. You can't have that happen. Uh, in addition, I, I, it, it was made clear to me just a couple of weeks ago when I was on a phone call with Vice President Pence, and uh, he he was he was touting the fact that the 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 the, 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 the former administration, the Trump administration, was about to uh, release everything in their stockpile, all all the uh, uh, the vaccines. Well, as it turned out, and your paper was the lead on this, is that there weren't any vaccines. So I guess they didn't lie because the cupboard was bare. So they did give us zero because there was zero. That's a huge, you know, all these inconsistencies and so on. You know, I, I think the change of administration will help uh, dramatically. I saw some of the things that uh, President Biden uh, talked about. We need, we're, we're going to need more vaccines. That's the bottom line. Um, if we want to continue to move our state forward and our nation forward, we're going to have to have vaccines. But in the meantime, we're going to continue to encourage people to do the things that they know in order to stay safe and healthy. And I wanted to get your comment on a CNN report that came out yesterday where in which the Biden administration claimed that the Trump administration's distribution apparatus was, quote, non-existent. Dr. Fauci then disputed that. How would you characterize the operation that the Biden administration is inheriting and how it was working in your state? Well, it, it uh, you know, I don't want to get in the middle of Dr. Fauci ever uh, in our argument because he's likely to win it. But just from my vantage point, we, we from, from November and December, we were encouraging that when the vaccine was made available, that Wisconsin gets uh, an extra boost because our inability to mitigate has caused our, caused our numbers to be very, very high. And so we really needed help. Never had a response around that that issue, and uh, and so I'm 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 hopeful that it will improve. It uh, it, it uh, the, the executive orders that have been recently re, um, released by the, the the new president look encouraging, uh, but in the in the past it, it has been difficult to to have enough vaccines to meet meet the needs even as as we move things forward, and we. If, if we want to get this thing done, we need more vaccines. That's the bottom line. I don't care who gets it to us. We just need them. And uh, people in the state of Wisconsin is, are ready. We're having more and more vaccinators uh, show up at our at our door now saying that they want to do it. And so we're, we're poised. We just need help going forward. Why do you think Wisconsin has received less vaccine than previously promised by the federal government? I just don't think they've had it. <laughs> they, uh, you know, they, they may, you know, clearly uh, 
when when President Trump uh, was just talking about, or when the vaccines were first released, they talked about getting all these things done by the end of the end of the calendar year. Well, if you only have a handful of vaccines, that's not going to happen. We just recently released, uh, as per CDC and our own uh, state's uh, experts, you know, we'll be doing the 65 and, and up group in the state of Wisconsin. Now, this, this isn't a big number from New York's point of view, but we have seven over 700,000 people doing that. So either we get that done in a couple months or we get it done in four or five months, depending on the amount of vaccine that we have. So we'll continue to do what we can but uh, we, 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 need, we need some help and we need it now. And I'm very glad that uh, President Biden has been talking about using the national defense uh, uh, authority that he has in order to speed up production. And when do you plan on getting vaccinated? Is that happening next week? Oh, I'm, I'm waiting my, I, I, I will give you a big secret here. I am in that category of 65 and up and uh, the, um, uh, we will we've, we we will wait for our, our primary care provider to uh, uh, give a, give us the okay and and so we'll we'll wait they will contact us that's what most of the uh, folks are doing that are are doing this putting the shots in people's arms or contacting their people directly so we'll wait it'll it will be sometime within the next couple of months. And I want to go to um, one of our audience questions, which touches back on what we had previously been talking about, about how working with a Republican legislature has affected your ability to plan for the vaccine rollout from our viewer, Patty Seflo. Well, it's, it's, been made, it's been made difficult. As, as you can see now, they're trying to uh, dictate uh, uh, the, uh, the rollout of the vaccine. Uh, not caring about what the CDC says, not caring about what our own panel of experts say, not caring, frankly, what the administration's saying, just what uh, a handful of legislators want to see. So, you know, while we're spending a whole bunch of time setting up the system, implementing it, doing good work, can do better work with most, most vaccines, then we have to then we have to do this kind of back channel stuff with uh, uh, bills that frankly aren't going to help anybody get more vaccines to the state of Wisconsin. Just ju it just helps one person get his or her uh, 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 personal issues taken care of. We can't do that. Pandemics aren't run that way. We're in a healthcare emergency. Whether the uh, uh, whether the Republican legislature once again uh, takes that away from us. And uh, you know we can pretend it doesn't exist, but it does. People in Wisconsin know that, and and we'll see these uh, these efforts by a handful of Republicans to be very destructive. And I know I'm going to sound like a broken record here, but we know vaccines aren't a silver bullet for solving this crisis. Millions of Americans are in a, a dire economic state and have suffered immensely over the last year. Um, as, as I'm sure you're well aware, there's currently a, um, under for discussion a $1.9 trillion stimulus relief package that's going to be debated by Congress. We've already seen some Republicans come out and say that they're against providing state and local governments with additional funding. If you had to make your pitch for why you need that money, uh, why is that? Well, in Wisconsin, and I, I would guess most states, your, your, uh, the, the money you take in is essentially uh, goes out to individuals across the state of Wisconsin, goes out of the door to uh, municipalities and, and cities and so on. And so uh, over half our money does that. So as 
if we don't have the revenue, it's it, the our ability to turn around and, and put it in the programs that have that have existed for a long time is limited, severely limited. So we it has to be we we need help from the federal government. This is the this is the time to do it. But in turn, we also we also have small businesses that, uh, uh, you know, in a very significant way in the state of Wisconsin that have suffered. We've used the CARES money in the past to uh, help them out, but uh, they need more help. And uh, we, I'm hopeful that not only will state and local uh, governments in, in the state of Wisconsin uh, get some additional help from the legislature, but from the Congress, but we need help for those small business uh, businesses here also. And the insurrection that happened on January 6th at the, the U.S. Capitol is still fresh on all of our minds. You deployed some National Guard to D.C. You also called on the National Guard to protect the Wisconsin State House this week. What was going through your mind as you watched rioters storm the Capitol? And, and how did that inform, you know, your plan to keep your own State House safe? Yeah, it, it it was directly connected, and what I saw in Washington happening in Washington D.C. could could happen in any state capital in in, in this country. There 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 are a, good news. It's small number of people, but they are they're they're destructive. They 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 are trying to take our government down. And uh, I I've never seen anything like what I saw on January 6th, and I've been around for a few years, and uh, it was deeply. Discouraging to see that uh, you know our president and other enablers, uh, uh, wittingly or unwittingly, certainly uh, helped them get to where they were, and uh, mentally especially. And uh, and there there was enough information from the FBI's and other uh, law enforcement officers that uh, we needed to protect our capital. We did that, uh, and we will be vigilant uh, going forward because there's even though there's this. This uh, good feeling around the country, around a new administration, new, new opportunities with that administration. The, the fact of the matter is, the people that uh, feel uh, dis disengaged and and uh, and really uh, caused January 6 to happen, they're still around, and uh, we just have to be vigilant and uh, and move forward and and serve the people that we serve and provide the best. Uh, help we can get those vaccines in people's arms and uh, but we have to be vigilant at the same time. And we don't have too much time left but I, I want to ask if there's anything that you might be able to share with us that's not been previously known to the public about what the FBI was updating you on in Wisconsin about the threats from far-right groups and you know the rising threats of extremism and domestic terrorism um, that in your state and around the country. Yeah, and and I, I never share security uh, uh, briefings from uh, any law enforcement because that uh, uh, that doesn't help the situation. But rest assured that uh, uh, they they had our best interests in in place. They were they were able to uh, let us know if there was something direct or indirect. And uh, I, I thank all the, the law enforcement that uh, played a role in this uh, in in these in the situation for the last month or so. It, it has been difficult times, but you know, leaders and and others that worked with with us, we 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 have to, you know, we 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 can't shy away from the work we do. Yes, we want to be prepared, but at the end of the day, we have to move forward. This is this has gone on way too long. It went on longer than it should have, 
and the people of this country and the people of our state of Wisconsin are suffering. We need we need help from Washington, D.C. And uh, we have a president in place who's going to be consistent, which is really important, send the right message, and hopefully get the Congress to go along with them to provide the resources that we need. Do you think fighting domestic extremism and, and terrorism uh, needs to be a priority in the first 100 days of the Biden administration? Is it something that is really concerning to you? Oh, absolutely it, it is. When you when you see the U.S. Capitol taken over by people that uh, add destruction and death on their on their lips and minds and, and actions, uh, you, you can't just say, well, that's just... Uh, uh, that, that's just those couple thousand people or whatever that invaded the Capitol. They exist every place and every every state in the union. Uh, they they have decided that uh, uh, the democracy that we all love and care for isn't for them. And uh, we, you know, it, it's not that we're going to be a military state. We're never going to be that because we have all sorts of other things to do. But we have good law enforcement to kind of work through these things for us and keep us safe. But uh, yes, we we have to be we have to be aware. You know, we saw what happened with our neighbor, uh, Governor Whitmer in in, in Michigan, and uh, any other governor can be in that same situation. It's not that we're hiding in a, in a in the in the back forty, uh, but what we we are is being careful. And but we also at the same time have to do our jobs. Have you received any death threats, Governor? I don't want to talk about anything dealing with security or threats on uh, threats on the governor. I, I just I I don't talk about that publicly, and that's something that's between uh, myself and the uh, uh, law enforcement agencies that protect me. Um, well, I, I do hope you stay safe, and unfortunately, we are out of time, so we're going to have to leave things there. But I so appreciate your time, Governor Tony Evers. Thank you for joining me today. This was a fascinating discussion. Um, please make sure to come back and join us, everyone, on Monday. My colleague David Ignatius is going to interview Air Force Chief of Staff General Charles Brown. That conversation is going to take pl place right back here on Monday at nine at nine thirty in the morning Eastern Time. Please don't miss it. For now, I'm signing off. I'm Jackie Alamani. Thanks so much for watching. Thanks for listening. To hear more interviews from this series and other Washington Post Live programs visit us at WashingtonPostLive.com.